Welcome podcasting family to Amplify You. I'm Michelle Abraham and today I am joined by a really awesome guest, Nicole Sylvester. She's the author of the book, Oh Shift. And she is just one of the coolest people. One of my favorite quotes from Nicole is, you deserve the best life has to offer and only you can give it to you. Isn't that a great quote? I love it. On this podcast episode, Nicole and I talk about how she is using her podcast to build her empire. She's a creator of the Harmonious Hustle podcast and the best-selling author of O Shift. She also is running retreats all the way across the world and bringing people together and creating just this amazing, uh, luxurious events. And uh, she just hosted a huge event uh, uh, with her own brand. And I just love diving into Nicole's business and finding out what she's up to. So check it out here. And this is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hey, Amplify You family. I'm so happy to be back here again with you. And today I'm with one of our favorite clients, Nicole Sylvester. Nicole is the Harmonious Hustle podcast host and author of Oh Shift. And she's got a popular book out. She's done amazing things. This year she's running retreats internationally. She's got a big, huge event she just did. She's just kicking ass and uh, taking names. And so we're so happy to have you here with us, Nicole. And I'd love to dive in and tell us all about you. So thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much. I love the introduction. And thank you for having me as a client, helping me with the podcast and just supporting me along the way. So I appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you too. It's awesome to have such amazing people that were able to help you like get your message out there by having a podcast. And so tell us what inspired you to like want to start a podcast? Because I remember when you first came, you're like, this has got to get out there. Like, let's do this. You're yeah. so excited. <laughs> no, like it's funny because I actually started a podcast two years ago mm-hmm. and I, I forget even what it was called. I think it was O Shift Show still. Um, but I recorded it. I interviewed three people and I was just like, no, this isn't for me. I never want to have a podcast. <laughs> and I, it was, it kind of sucked because I know I brought people on and took like time out of their day. And then I was just like, these are not going anywhere. But what I felt like when I was doing that two years ago is I was like, this feels like a distraction taking me from take, reading my, or writing my book and getting that out into the world. So I quit that, wrote my book. And then right after my book was done, there's kind of like this lull, like it was exciting. I went on a book tour and then I came back to LA and I was just like, well, okay, Facebook lives. It's kind of fun, but I'm kind of bored of that. So then a podcast came, but you know, what's funny is because I was like, I'm not doing a podcast on my own. I have no idea about the tech stuff. I'm not a tech person. But then when my friend Jaya told me about you, I was like, okay, this seems easy. This seems doable. If I can just record it, I'm golden. (laughs) So then here we are. But really, I wanted to get in front of more people. I wanted to share. This is a creative expression for me. Um, You know, if I have an idea, something I feel like people should know, I can just go and record that message. But then also, it's great to like have people that I look up to and admire and inspired by that we get to come together and have a conversation and I can get to know them and, you know, share that way. Yeah, I love that part of podcasting because you can reach out to people. What has been the strategy for you, like reaching out to people that are maybe like you feel like, you know, are like, you know, 
the mentors of yours that you really respect and looked up to? Any specific strategies you've used to get in touch with them, reach out to them? Yeah. I mean, as of right now, I've been, to, I've been told no by one person or somebody asked me how many downloads and I guess it wasn't enough downloads for them. And I was like, well, even when I have millions of downloads, you're still not coming on because I feel like if you don't want to share 30 minutes with me now, I'm not going to be any different if my numbers are different. Like it's still going to be me. So that was just my kind of little thing. And I don't know if that's bratty or not. That's just where I was. Um, I look up to the people that I look up to, of course, you know, I'm not asking Oprah or somebody to be on my podcast, but people that I've actually so far have invested in myself. I've been in their programs or they've been my coach like Tim Story or Chris Harder. Mm -hmm. uh, friends of mine that really just do amazing work in the world that I want my people to know about. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had people reach out to me too. And it really, for me at this point, it just has to feel like a really good fit to be yeah. on the podcast. Otherwise, I really like doing solo shows too. Yeah. And so. I think your audience really likes your solo shows too. Because you look at your yeah. episodes or your solo shows and you're a connector like I am. And it's like, you know, I think like bringing those people that you know that are really cool into your, uh, into your show. So your audience can experience them. Like you've met them. Right. I think yeah. that's really, that's a great way of putting it. I like that because the people that you've invested into, like you said, I think that's, that's really cool. And when you invest in someone too, they're in their programs or services, they're definitely going to say yes to like supporting you as yeah. well because you're one of their students or clients or things like that. I think that's really a, that's a really good point there for people that are looking at, um, you know, reaching out to people at a higher level, um, then they maybe feel like they, they, they are at in their podcast, but don't be afraid to do that. Especially if you're one of their students or admire their yeah. work. And I think that's a great lead way into inviting them into a show too. Totally. I think also too, if there's like a topic, like, um, for instance, Derek Halpern, is that how you say his name? Mm -hmm. Um, he and I had a little like going back and forth. I guess I didn't even realize that he was friends with me on Facebook, but he saw something I posted. He disagreed with it. And I was like, well, this is just how I feel. And then he posted about me indirectly in his community. And I saw it and it was kind of like a headbutton moment. But then we, we worked through it. And then I said, this would be a great topic to bring on my podcast. Yeah. So, you know, and then he said, yeah. So he was like sometime in July, we're going to get together. But so for me, it's like, I don't want to bring people on just to bring them on. And it's like a boring old podcast. I think people are sick of that. Mm -hmm. Like have a juicy topic in mind that someone loves to talk about. Maybe mm -hmm. it's a post that they just made and you're like, you know what? I love that concept or I love that post. Mm -hmm. I would love to bring you on my show to talk about that mm -hmm. or promote your thing or whatever. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. I just did that with Evans Petman. He posted something about like marketing podcasts and I was like, Ooh, and he's got this really cool challenge that he does. So we're going to bring him on our show too. Just exactly that same reason. It was just like, he does something. He's got same audience, very similar. I was like, yes, let's do this because yeah. our, you know, it's a collaborative environment, not competitive. Like and it doesn't matter if we're both talking about podcasts or both talking about, you know, same sort of things. It's a collaboration that's, you know, going to, going to get everyone a little bit further. Um, Nicole, I have some questions for you about your show. Now, your yeah. show, when we first started, I hope you don't mind me saying this, we, yeah, no. we, went, down, we went down the route of uh, O Shift Show. Now, yeah. what can this happens quite often to podcasters, so I hope that you don't mind me using your show as an example yeah. and just really helping people understand how you made that shift. So you decided a few episodes in that you're like, oh, this wasn't feeling right as the O Shift Show. So tell us about that experience. Yeah. And this goes to show like, I know I've even referred friends to you and they're like, I'm just waiting. Cause I want it to be perfect. I'm like, don't do that. Just start the damn show. And like, you're going to, it's going to evolve. It's like a coaching business. It's anything. It's going to evolve. So 
if we just start and get through those first few rounds and then we're going to want to change the artwork or change the name, mm-hmm. we're going to feel more comfortable. So that's pretty much what happened to me. When I knew I wanted to start a podcast, I didn't want to call it the Nicole Sylvester show. Um, oh shift show. I, I believe in that because I'm all about transformation. I'm all about like those oh shit, oh shift moments. Mm-hmm. So I like that. But what I realized is that I really love to talk to people about owning who they are, owning that they are abundant, getting out there and living a big purpose. And um, harmonious hustle is like meant to be, it's a term that I use to clients and stuff like that. And then also it's meant to be like a a book one day. And then I thought this could be a podcast, but then it also felt kind of like, oh my God, this is scary because what can I box myself into this? It's like more business. And then I realized that doesn't matter. I'm always going to be this version of me that loves to make money, loves to teach people to make money, um, entrepreneurial, resourceful, but also all about the harmony and asking, you know, being in an alignment with our highest self. Mm-hmm. So I've found a way and I've even had moments where I'm like, is it not going to be harmonious hustle one day? What would it be? Like, <laughs> cause that's just how our minds go. But you know, I just go with whatever I'm feeling at the time. And just, I feel like people really love harmonious hustle. People buy the merchandise when I sell it. And, um, yeah, so just going with it. Yeah. I love that. You're not afraid to just get started and if things evolve and change over time, big deal, no problem. Like you yeah. took that so gracefully, switching from one, you pivoted quickly, got back on board. And, you know, we've just watched our show grow and grow and grow. And it's been really great to yeah. see that, you know, I feel like once you feel like you're on the right train, like, you know, it goes, it goes faster and, yeah. uh, you know, more downloads and more opportunities and, you know, the design's beautiful and people want the merchandise and, you know, that's yeah. when you're you're not the right, you know, you're attracting the right audience. So I, I know people reach out to you on your show. Tell us about that experience. How does that feel? What's that like when people are reaching out that have like heard your podcast? Yeah. I mean, I love it. I love to hear from anyone that, and it's like people with validation, right? Validation feels good, even though we shouldn't need it. It still feels good. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I love hearing from my listeners. I love knowing that the thing that I'm investing in emotionally, financially, and you know, showing up for is making a difference. All of every time I hear from someone about a book or an event or a podcast, it makes the hard days worth it because being an entrepreneur is hard. You know, it's some days it's the greatest thing. And other days I'm like, am I crazy? Like, (laughs) should I be doing this? And when I talk to my friends, they say they go through the same thing too. So it's like, to me, it makes it all worth it. And one thing I know for sure, and I know this for anyone that's listening, it's like nothing is going to be the greatest the first round. Nothing is going to be greatest maybe the first year. It's going to take time. And um, even when I look at podcasting, sometimes I see people that are like, they're in the top podcast. I'm like, why isn't my podcast on top? And I'm like, just be patient. Like I'm here to, to make a difference. If you are consistent with things and can cons- consistently market and keep it true to you, it's going to grow. It's going to do what it needs to do. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that number really like throws people off, right? You know, like what is yeah. a good number? How many downloads do we need? Like I know you and I talk about this all the yeah, time. Yeah, I've asked you. <laughs> we, we, like, we like the validation of the numbers. and But at the end of the day, you're making a difference in a couple people's lives. That's what really matters. And, yeah. are, you know, it's like the thousand true fans thing, right? You know, as long as you're hitting those people, then you're like right on track. And you'll, you know you're on the right track because things are happening and things are moving. You've taken yeah. some really exciting business 
uh, next level exciting things this year. Like you've got, yeah. two, you've got two retreats going on and you have a huge, just at a huge live event. So these are things that people are waiting years and years in their business to do. And they're afraid to make that move. Yeah. Tell us about what may inspired you. Like, I think you started with the retreats first. So tell us yeah. what kind of like inspired you to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. It was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember with the first retreat, I, I cheated a little bit because I had a family that I knew in Peru and they led retreats and I thought, well, can I bring people down? Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, everything's kind of set up and I just organize and market and make a little bit of money. So it was fun because I love to travel. And for years I couldn't afford to travel like nowhere. Like there were years where I couldn't afford parking in LA. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was like in that space. So for me, three years ago, two years ago, whatever that was, I um, led people down there and I felt like, wow, this is amazing. And then I took the, the next risk was like organizing my own Bali retreat. And that was fun. But then, you know, I went there and now twice to Bali by my one time by myself for a couple of weeks. And now I'm leading this next one and selling out so quickly. And I feel so aligned. And I'm like, okay, why did I think the first one was going to be like the best thing ever? Like it takes growing, right? So now I'm like finding my flow. I don't feel scared at all for this next Bali retreat. It feels like second nature. Um, now the event was big and scary. And I remember sitting on the floor next to my sofa when I was talking to the event space and I was like, I don't know, am I ready to do this event? Like this feels scary. I don't know where the money's going to come from. And I thought it was going to be way less than it actually turned out to be. But I was like, I don't know how I'm going to like do this logistically, but something in me knew that if I didn't do it now, I would put myself back because there was so much growth that could come from this, not only from like in my business and my brand, but so much internal growth. And it was scary, but I had to say yes in the moment because I knew that if I waited a year, it would just put myself back. So I just said yes. And it was scary and it was hard, but it was like magical and profound and amazing. And it's opened up a lot of things in my life already. Amazing. And do you think you'll do it again after doing it the first time? Yeah. I mean, people are like ready to buy tickets for the next one. They loved it. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, can't wait for the next one. And the first month after I was like... I can, I can wait. <laughs> like, yeah. now after, like, you know, it's been a little bit over two months since the event and I just got the promo video back. And after watching it, I was like, okay, like this fall, I'll be ready to dive back in, put more money towards this, put more time towards this. But like, I needed the break because it's also like, for me, I never perform like that. Mm. Like I'm scared to speak on stage, even though I do it. Like I have fear around that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my God, do I even have stuff to say for two days? Like, how can mm-hmm. I talk for two days? Like, <laughs> what's it going to be like? <laughs> so it was scary, but like, it was like, once I got on stage, I was on. Right. And I was going to say like, you through. probably had no problem once you got on stage. Or <laughs> no, it was good, but it was like, it was crazy. It's such a profound experience. So um, that's the kind of way that I coach my clients too is. Yeah. If there's something that's nudging you, the faster you say yes, it's like a rite of passage. There's mm-hmm. a doorway, there's a portal. It will take you somewhere. Mm-hmm. I love that because, you know, the, I think the more, I feel like the, the more we prolong on something like, you know, like a retreat or doing a retreat or making that booking, the more excuses we can come up with and the more blocks we put in and the more energy like diffuses yeah. in it. And it's just like, you know, if you have an idea, move on it, get to work on it, especially if it's aligned so well with you, then it's going to be successful. It's going to totally. happen. It's going to be great. So when's your next event, the big live one? The big live one. I haven't picked. I haven't picked a date last. Um, last year, I didn't even check the like. I need to check the calendar to look at the mm-hmm. like 
little holidays because one of the days was Mother's Day and I didn't even know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so that kind of sucked because a lot of people were like, I wish I could go, but it's Mother's Day. Um, it'll probably be around May. I like May. May yeah. is my birthday. It's also the, the anniversary of my book. I feel like there's always a good energy like around mm-hmm. May for me. So it'll be around um, April or May, but I'll probably decide. I'm launching a one-year program with multiple retreats, which mm-hmm. is going to be like my elite mastermind for cool. harmonious hustlers, right? People that want to focus on the harmony first. Um, so I want to get that in the, in the works in solid verse, which is going to be in August and probably September, October, I'll announce harmonious hustle. Great. That's awesome. I love the sounds of your year long mastermind and then several retreats. I heard you say in there, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I feel like we transform. I know for me, I, I've changed my life so much by going to retreats, mm-hmm. long weekend retreats, meditation retreats. And I really feel like burnt out going to conferences sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a new way of doing business that's emerging. And I feel like I'm part of that. And it's not to go to a mastermind where you're getting thrown all of this information about business. Half of it doesn't even apply to your season of business or mm-hmm. something that will ever apply to your business. So what I want to do is bring people together in this like beautiful immersive, like yoga, all the organic food, beaches, and we're going to be like hand-holding, praying, holding visualizations for your business and all the things. So something like that, I'm still ironing out the details. But that will be my big next scary thing. Yeah, I love you it. Know? That sounds awesome. I wanted to put on a retreat for um, creating content for your podcast. So that's on my yeah. immediate radar. So you're inspiring me to like just book a date and do it. <laughs> so, book a date and always reach yeah. out if you want like a little feedback too, because I mean, I'm, I'm all about that for people that help me is like helping Definitely. them do that too. So yeah, it yeah, is just no, taking a date you. and having a whole bunch of holy, holy shit moments. Like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> but that's the growth, right? Yeah. Like, so we just need some emotional support during those times. Right. <laughs> Between the, oh my God, what idea yeah. moment. Find your friend, your husband, somebody that's going to be there for you in those moments because you're going to have them. Yes, that's awesome. And so when you book the retreats, are you booking um, with uh, the retreat that you're doing in Bali? That's something you're putting together or that you're going to somewhere that already does some of those things and then you're adding yeah. things to it? That one, I'm going, I'm totally building it on my own. But that cool. one, it's like Bali has like become my happy space. Out of the last year, I spent a month there. And um, I got drivers and like I understand it. And it's, it's like an intimate small place that you can kind of get to know pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So that one I'm doing on my own. Um, for the retreats that I'm doing for my other event, I want it to be like taken care of. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to worry about the meals and the things. And Bali is so affordable that I can say I'll buy everything. Everything's all included. And you know that a meal is not going to cost more than $20 a person, even if it's a like three course meal, <laughs> because Bali yeah. is, a, you know, so like you can kind of make those um, things. But yeah, I would say for anyone that's curious that wants to start a retreat, go to a, a center that everything's all included so that you don't have to worry about all the things. Mm, that's a good idea. All those little details. <laughs> yeah, it can cost more that way, but at the same time, it's going to be so much nicer for you to not have to worry about it. And that's the thing I want to do with my, with my entrepreneur retreats mm-hmm. is we want to focus on other things. I don't want to have to be worried about us where we're going to dinner and all those things. I want everything to be like the yoga, the support, everything to be right in a little hub. Yeah. That's amazing. And so the bonding that's created from those retreats too is so, so amazing. You get to know people so well in that intimate yeah. time. That's really cool. I love it. And so has you, has your podcast helped you grow an audience um, to come to the retreats, do you think? you think that's been a part of the, the growth in your business too? I think, I don't know about the retreats because um, I don't know. I have a lot of retreat 
guests like that repeat, which mm-hmm. is cool. Even they come along for my craziness and keep like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm winging it here. Let's go. And then they come to the next one. So I guess it was good. Um, <laughs> in terms of my business though, I know that my podcast has helped overall business. It's surprising. Mm-hmm. Like at my event at harmonious hustle, people that came in, like I always listen to your podcast and I don't know them. It's different than Facebook yeah. because I built my business on Facebook lives, mm-hmm. but on Facebook lives, you get to know the people watching you. Mm-hmm. They do a little like or comment or something. And you know, there are people that kind of just watch and never do anything, but with a podcast, it's kind of like, I'm just transmitting it out to the unknown. I have no idea who it's reaching, which is kind of cool. But you know, you never know who's watching and listening. Yeah, exactly. And then that must be a weird feeling for people coming up, feeling like they know you so well because they've yeah. been in their earbuds for the last year and yeah. they've gotten to know you. They're like, hey, Nicole, like, I want to give you a hug. And you're like, who are you? Yeah. Or they tag me on Instagram, which is cool. I love when people tag me. I like to know who my listeners are, but it just, it puts a connection to who I'm talking to yeah. when I'm hoarding. I love that. Do you have somewhere where your listeners can like connect with you? And is it Instagram that you prefer them to like connect with you through from your show? Yeah. Usually I, I always ask people on my show to do like a screenshot and then tag me. So like Instagram stories or reach out to me on a message, mm-hmm. uh, messenger, Facebook or Instagram, or they can email me. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised like some people, like a guy the other day, he tagged me listening to James Silva's show. And he said, one of my friends put me onto your podcast. I've been listening. I love your stories which just reminds me, I think I need to respond to him. I didn't respond. I, <laughs> I take people's things and I'm like, I love this, but I'm like doing something else with my daughter or something. But yeah, I love hearing from people that way. So um, I feel like there's a lot of people listening. I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah. It's right. just me. Yeah. I remember uh, one of our other podcasters, she got recognized in a grocery store by somebody that I was listening to her podcast. She's like, that's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> kind of that's make me. you feel like a little bit of a celebrity for a few minutes. Totally. To some people you are like, yeah. you really are. And it's like, I remember someone was like, um, someone in Harmonious Hustle Live, I asked them to fix something like my bra strap or something. <laughs> it was at the VIP day. And she was like, one day when you're like Tony Robbins, I'm going to say, I helped Nicole with her bra in the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, you're so funny. But I was like, thank you. I'm just like, you know, I'm not thinking that, but it was just some people they do because they just look up to you and they listen to you. So it's a, it's a privilege really. Yeah. And it means you're really making a difference too, which is so cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, tell us about um, your plans for uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, what's, uh, what's, who's your like total target audience for your show and who should listen in? Yeah, I would say my target audience for my show is people that have either a nudge that there's more for them. Like they know that they're, they're meant to be making more money because they want to enjoy the life that they kind of dream about, or maybe they fantasize about on Instagram. And maybe they just have this like calling, like, I want to be like you one day. Like, -hmm. I feel like I'm always trying to talk to the people that look up to me and say, I want to be like you. I want to create, or I want to be on stages. I see myself doing that. Mm -hmm. Or I have a story I want to share, but I don't know how to. So I feel like I'm either talking to them or I'm stretching and talking to the people that are already showing up in a really big way and they are like burnt out from always trying to depend on their own strength. So I feel like my shows will be to either one of those because it's either the woman who is just burnt out because she's been on the hustle mode for so long Mm -hmm. that she doesn't even honor her own needs. Or um, So I feel like today I just recorded a show on boundaries Mm -hmm. and that could apply to anybody because we're all dealing with boundaries all the time. Um, so it goes from that to people like get on, get up and stop sleeping on your dreams, get up and stop sleeping on what you said you were going to do. So <laughs> it's around that realm. So I feel like, and that's why I was like, 
who do I really want to talk to? Because I feel like even my audience is shifting mm-hmm. um, now that what some of the things I'm doing now. So I feel like we're going to be shifting more to people that are already like in business doing things and stepping more into a next level of harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And you, know, you got to get through the first little bit of the next level. What do they say? The next level, new devil kind of stuff. Work that out first and then get into that harmonious Harmonious yeah. hustle mode, right? Where it doesn't feel like it's a struggle anymore. And it's constant, a nice flow, right? Yeah. It's like where you're trusting. There is a flow. Like there's a thing in business where even with me in my Bali retreat, I wanted to generate some money, um, a certain amount of money that I needed to generate for a debt. And I was like, oh, I would launch this program, Soulful Six Figure Summer. And it's a program I launched last year. And it was so successful last year. And I put it out. I did webinars and everything. And I just did not like it. I didn't like it. And I was like, I don't care that this was a successful program last year. Like I'm pulling this and I had a meditation and this is where the harmonious part comes in. I did a meditation. And I just asked like, do I need to release this? And it kept coming up that I should put together my Bali sales page. So I just felt like I needed to drop this program. As soon as I dropped the program, even though I invested in the sales page and did all these things to be updated, I was like, I don't care. I'm dropping it. I dropped it. I felt so much lighter, so much more expansive. I put the Bali sales page up and within 48 hours, two people bought it. And now we're at three people bought it just this week. So it's like, I just trusted that. And that's the harmonious thing because if you're listening to all the hustle things of life, it's like, just get out there, keep pushing, market it, show up every day for it. Don't let it go. And I'm like, what really feels good? Because there's lots of ways to make money and it can come lots of different ways, but we want to feel good while we're doing it. Or what's the point? Yes. Yes. Had some situations like that in the last year where it's been like, you know, this program that had, makes lots of money, but it's a lot of work and effort and stress. So it's like, is that, that's not really worth it. Let's yeah. figure out another way to generate that same sort of income. So right. yeah, that can totally relate to that. It's interesting. It's interesting when you kind of actually take that time to go internally and figure out, you know, I, I love that you turn to meditation all the time. Is that what helps guide you? You think in your business with most of your decisions? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like a naturally a very sensitive, anxious person. Mm-hmm. And, um, if I start feeling anxious or not present, um, and I naturally am obsessive. So it's like, I can easily go into the Grant Cardone way of like business and life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, just keep showing up, don't shut up sales and numbers and all those things. Cause I was in finance and I had all male mentors and that was the way that I used to show up. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that in my business. And what I realized is that I felt icky, I felt heavy it wasn't my natural flow. And that when I began to trust that I don't have to do every little move, that people are going to come to me, I'm going to save money other ways that people are going to, you know, I'm going to have opportunities and invitations. Like I would, I literally I'll sit and I'll ask, like, let me, let me see what else is here for me. How can I create X amount of dollars? How can I, you know, make this happen? How can I get my book into millions of people's hands? And then randomly I'll get, you know, like I said, I was doing the casting thing and all this stuff. It's like these things show up out of nowhere. So for me, I feel like inside is where I get the answers and the guidance that are true for me, not true for anyone else. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much, Nicole, for spending this time with us. I want to uh, make sure that our listeners, uh, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, you have a podcast already, definitely follow Nicole's show. She's been doing so well with her show. Download numbers are flying in like crazy and the opportunities and the things that you're doing with your show and how it's expanding your business is really, uh, really amazing. Can you tell us where to find more information about you and where to get your book from? Because the book has got an incredible story. Yeah, um, definitely. If I would say get the book, if you want to just hear more, because I would say that you'll probably be more inspired of me creating all these things because I went through a lot of 
crazy hell, but people like the book. It's like a juicy book that reads like a fiction book. Um, the book is on my website. Yeah, the book is on my website. It's also in my link tree on Instagram. So I would say I love the play on Instagram, uh, Nicole Sylvester, and also Facebook. I do some lives and and share some stuff there too. Awesome. And the podcast. And make sure you say hi and subscribe, yeah. like her show on iTunes. And uh, yeah, and we'll keep checking again with you next year uh, or in a few months from now and see what other exciting things are happening and unfolding in your business. So thanks so much, Nicole, for being with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.